Yep. Well, welcome back to the Between the Frames podcast where we say dumb shit and have stupid inside jokes. Yes, which no yes. one understands because we barely explain we barely explain any of our inside jokes. Yeah. We just say them. They just exist. It, it gets to a point where we have so many inside jokes that we barely even speak English anymore. We just speak in like jokes. Yeah. So like it's we'll, its own language. We'll go out for dinner with like some new people we meet and we'll just like be fucking around the whole time. These people just be looking at us like so confused because they're like, what are these guys saying? What are these sayings that they're coming up with? Like the fuck? They're all in jokes. Like each oh. sentence after one another is a joke. Like, <laughs> Legit. It's actually bad. Like we actually need to broaden our vocabulary. <laughs> like I, I'm not, like I say it as a joke in part, but actually like I noticed like, for a period of time, I wasn't like meeting new people. I was literally just hanging out with you boys. And then when I went to go speak to new people, I was like, wait, how the fuck do you have a conversation again? Because <laughs> like, because all we talk about is like, we just make weird noises, laugh and go like, yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, that is literally half our conversations. Yeah. And then I was like, I met someone, you know, like, what do, I, like, what do you do? Do you, like, what do you talk about? What do you actually talk about? What do you talk about? <laughs> I was like, Please don't make a weird noise. Please don't make it like you're just trying yeah. to hold back. Yeah. yeah. Please don't say something stupid, brain. Yeah. Please. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, that's that pretty funny. So how did you figure it out then? Like how to have how did you combo? figure out? Oh, yeah, I was, yeah. How did you figure it out? Because we haven't. I'm still figuring it yeah. out. I'm still figuring it out. Well, well, I think. What's your secret? It's just good to uh, not make weird noises, and then that usually helps. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> No, so oh, one, fuck. silence yourself from weird noises. Two, what's your second, oh, second advice? Three tips for having conversations. Three tips yeah. for having conversations. With a new person. Uh, yeah. With a new person who's not like, doesn't know all your inside jokes. Yeah. All right. yeah. uh, be genuinely interested in what they're saying. So like, you know, learn to just bite your own tongue and don't say anything. Just actually listen to what someone else is saying. Yep. Yep. Um, and then third, uh, maybe doing, doing a, an activity that's like fun. Like it might be, like going to a party or an event or something that you can like Relate actually, to. yeah, like you're both doing something together so you can like easily just talk about it instead of like sometimes when you just go to a bar, it's just like, ah, oh, you like weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, legit. Yeah. That's, that's Which true. is an in-joke, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is another in-joke. That is yeah. what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, okay. oh, that reminds me like, this is why we need Chris. I think this podcast, like this topic specifically would be perfect for Chris yeah, yeah. to hop on. Sometimes I think like, when I'm in conversation and I feel the conversation dying with someone, I ask myself, what would Chris do? What would CK do? Because if you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, Chris is like one of the best conversationalists, most optimistic, optimistic. Yeah, I got it right. I did get it right. (laughs) I thought I got it right. No, yeah, he is one of the most like easiest people to speak to. He's always interested in everything I actually only think I, we saw him once on that whole Euro trip where we were absolutely wrecked by the end of our trip because we had just like driven 3,000 Ks back home where like it was the only time I actually saw him tired. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, it is amazing. That's true. That man never runs out of energy. Yeah. Honestly. He could literally have like a 10-hour conversation with a fucking ant. <laughs> yeah. Legit. Well, actually, I was in a conversation once and – I asked myself, like, I felt the conversation dying. So I was like, what would CK do? And so I pulled this 
immaculate question out of my ass somehow. Right. I was talking, um, I was talking to Faye's parents actually about um, the difference between some German words and Dutch words. And there was a, the German word for leg or whatever is like, there's a lot of similarities in their language, but apparently I'm pretty sure this is what we were talking about. Like the word for leg was completely different um, from like Dutch to German. And I asked, I was like, what's CK question here? Like, there's one, there's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. anyway, so I was like, which um, do you think the Germans like made it up first or the Dutch? Like uh, who came first? And oh, yeah, it, it struck them debate. like, yeah. yeah, it started a massive debate and then yeah. I could like sit back for a bit and listen. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, sweet, got the conversation going again. Well, yeah, no one teaches you. Who, no one teaches you how to have a convo. True. You just Like you just have to pick it up. Yeah. Just something you learn along the way is you just grow, right? Person. Like, like there's a couple of things in life that you should definitely get taught. Filling up your car. Okay. You should definitely get taught how to do that. Your tax. Yeah, I was about to say that taxes. Like, Tax? bro, I still barely even know how to fucking do what taxes. The, fu- the more I learn about it, the more confusing it is. I know. And uh, yeah, having a conversation. Like you're just expected to rock up to school and you're like, go out and play. And it's like, <laughs> so. <laughs> do you like weather? <laughs> yeah, My mommy told me to ask you if you like weather. <laughs> By the way, this reference, yeah. if you've ever, the, this voice that we do is from this TV show called Smiling Friends. It's like a, it is an adult swim cartoon. Yep. But it's like an adult cartoon. It's so funny. Yeah. And there's this one character called a shrimp. Uh, his name's Trimp, right? His yeah, name is Trimp. Oh, yeah, Trimp. Trimp. And he's, uh, he's like got this funny accent and he's like very nerdy guy. And yeah. like Kind of the guy who like plays video games. Uh, and when you open the blinds to let natural light in, he, he just squeals. freaks out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's like, he's this, what's the game called? Mouse Quest? Mouse Quest. Like, <laughs> I am at level 944344 of Mouse Quest. <laughs> he's just got a real funny aura to him. So yeah. we just, we like bring him into our everyday life as well. Yeah. Every now and again, he pops out. A bit yes. of shrimp comes yeah. out. That's uh, the backstory of that voice. In case you hear <laughs> yes. it in other podcasts, now you know why. So That's where that voice comes from. Pretty funny. So yeah, anyway, Mr. Adjudicator, Lamont fan, okay. what have you got in store for us for this podcast? Um, nothing too hectic, but I was sort of thinking um, because the other, well, yesterday actually, because you um, wanted me to come with you to YTG. Oh, yeah. And um, unfortunately, I was just I was just fucking ruined the day before. Yeah, so yeah, I was, no, I was like right. so tired from um, filming a video. And then, yeah, so I was like thinking like, oh, like, we ha- I don't think we've actually spoken much about like all of our sort of experiences that we had with cars. Like even at, um, back in the day when we used to work. At, oh yeah. Yeah. Are, are we, should we, are we allowed to say the name of the place or? We can say whatever we want, bro. It's our podcast. <laughs> yeah. But I think, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. So like back, yeah, back in the day, cause we all used to work for Dunn's, right? Yeah. Um, like you used to take photos. I did some graphic design stuff and um, Liam worked in the wholesale area and we definitely like, Especially as well, because that was probably when we were like, what, 17 to like 19, 19 or 20. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So those are some very influential times in terms of like us growing up and like experiencing like the real world. Right. So yeah. I thought it would be fun to sort of reminisce back on those days and that's a great see if we idea. can pull yeah, out sure. any funny stories from that time. For sure. So yeah. Like that's what I was thinking of doing. I think the big, one of the biggest things I learned working there was that like, don't complain about something 
if you don't have a solution to fix it. I think that was yeah, the yeah. biggest thing I learned working at the car dealership because it wasn't just like, you didn't just have one job. Like I wasn't just the photographer. You weren't the website guy and no. you weren't the car mover. Like everyone had to be like molded to that business to be like any and every job. Like if you got told to be the general manager tomorrow, you would have to be the general manager. Like, you know, it was the kind of job it was like, yeah. it wasn't just very like set in stone because it was just so high paced and you have to just be like a particular type of person. And it was like, the best job, but the hardest job, if that makes sense, because like it has to be, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. So yeah. like there's a lot of problems you get every day working in that environment. And the biggest thing was like, I got absolutely roasted by one of the bosses one day when I came to him and I was like, Oh, I can't do this. And he's like, don't ever fucking come to me again <laughs> with like with a problem. If you're not even open to talking about a solution. <laughs> and I was like, Oh fuck. And like, since then I've literally never like, you know, if I've ever had a problem, I'm always open to like trying to figure out a way. And I actually enjoy it now. It's like a puzzle. Mm, you know, right. it's like you got to, that was the biggest thing I learned was like something school couldn't really teach you or university because like the homework is there or like, you know, you're sort of, you're not really taught how to like think on your own because you're supposed to like just think within your means, whether it's like in a job or in the real world, you have to really like get creative sometimes yeah, you with do, like yeah. solving problems. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like using your initiative. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a bit of common sense and yeah. a bit of not common sense. Yeah. <laughs> you got to pull a bit of black magic out to yeah. make things work. Yeah. Sometimes it'd be like that. But yeah, like that is true. Like, cause there's one thing to like, just go up to someone and complain and not actually offer any value or offer any solutions. Like, cause I understand venting. That's a different aspect. Cause that's more just like emotional. Whatever the fuck. Of course. That's like that. But doesn't in really like, flow in the workspace it's, it's, though. That's the thing though. It's not like, that's not. <laughs> that's after you, work. Exactly. That's <laughs> after work. You, where you hang out with your friends, yeah, your family, um, loved day. ones, all that. You, you, you know, you vent and let out all your frustrations about like, um, and that's like, that's like a form of what com- complaining, right? Um, but when you're in the workspla- uh, workplace, like you don't really want to be just complaining because otherwise you're just going to be seen as a person just who just complains and doesn't actually offer any value to anyone. Yeah. And like, why would you want someone like that in your workplace if they're just constantly com- complaining and not actually doing any work? Yeah. Yeah. It's almost so, like, like, um, it's good. It's like you want to be able to see the bright side of every situation, like be yeah. optimistic about stuff. Whereas if you're just bringing problems to the table, it's like, dude, this is not helping anyone. Like it actually doesn't do anything Yeah, good mm-hmm. for anyone. If you just say like, for example, at the car dealership, because like, the problem for me would have been like, because I had to move all the cars around. Like yeah. at one time I had to move like 23 cars and like rechange all the positions of them. If I was like, oh, like I can't, like the, this car's in the way. It's just like. Doesn't help doesn't anyone. Help. Just yeah. like actually use your brain for like a Go little bit. Go find the keys, yeah. And be like, all right, this car's in the way. What can I actually do? And like if you're, if you genuinely don't know, obviously you ask for help, but mm-hmm. it's in an optimistic way, not like a complaining pessimistic oh, I don't know I can't do this like just sort of brings a vibe down of the workplace and you don't want to be around like that low bad vibes like you want good vibes and you want everyone to be working together that's right yeah, that's true that's so, a very good point yeah, yeah it would have been so hectic where you were working specifically because oh, it would have yeah. been like one thing after another I remember you would come to the main dealership where we were yeah. with yeah. like a different like dude you drove like every car under the sun yeah like it was pretty yeah, cool. 18 yeah I just got my license <laughs> I remember I got my license like I think uh, a month or two before, right? 
Yeah. Like I got my um, P's. Yeah. And then I got this job randomly <laughs> after yeah. we got back from the America trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I rocked up to work and like, they were just like, oh, can you go register this car? And like, they just hand me the keys to like this RS5. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, am I allowed to do this? <laughs> like, I don't even know like how quick that Got no car. rego on yeah. it as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I'm just <laughs> it's like, the whole point of going and driving it. Yeah. Like I remember because um, like obviously you got the trade plate, which means you can go drive the vehicle. Uh, wherever you yeah, want yeah. Um, because you're about to get it registered or it needs work. So this car was unregistered. I'm driving this like, I don't know, $110,000, $120,000 car on my red peas yeah. with no plates. <laughs> and I'm on, I can't remember what road it was, but this highway patrol car just like pulls up beside me in traffic and I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> like, I'm done here. Like this does not look good. Right? And then they like, they like signaled with their hands and like put your window down and they I put it down. I'm like, okay, how's it going? Like, <laughs> oh, this is like in traffic. And then the light goes green and then like they're still like talking to me like, what are you doing? There's no plates on the car. And like literally all the traffic's gone and like traffic's going around us and I hold up this piece of paper and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go get it registered. And then they literally just go, yep, all good. And then they just drive, drive off. off. <laughs> oh my god! I felt like I was like, yeah, I'm in a video game. This is cool. I'm Imagine like, if you just pulled out like any random, like a doctor certificate. That's You're like, the thing. You could have pulled out any piece of paper. Yeah, they they, they didn't check. Yeah. They couldn't say. That's the thing. I was thinking. I'm like, they didn't even like check it. They were like at least four meters away because it was on the other side of me, like oh. the passenger side. So I just like, gunned it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then That's I just like, like to get away. Yeah, yeah, I was like, sick. This is awesome. Like I just. You know, the feel invincible. Game. It's one yeah. of those points where, like, you just feel like you can do anything. Yeah, even yeah. though I wasn't doing anything wrong. No, of yeah. course. I was just like, it's just a funny like situation, though. It's like, it just feels like one of those situations where, like, you catch yourself out being like, what the fuck is going on right yeah. now? Like, this seems a bit too good to be true, yeah. sort of situations. Yeah. I remember I had a similar situation like that as well. Like, where we had to um, go, I had to go drive a, a nine. A 993 cab or a 930 turbo cab, like old Porsche, like convertible to the docks because it was getting shipped out from there and it hadn't been started in like two years and this thing's like sitting there and we like put a jumper pack up to it and it still didn't crank even with a jumper pack. So Manny, the floor manager, he gets a second jumper pack and hooks two jumper packs oh up God. to it. It looked so like if there was like a rule book of things you don't do in life, <laughs> that would be like the front cover. <laughs> it's like two jumper packs hooked up to like the engine of like the battery of this car or whatever. And, uh, and then it started, like he cranked it and actually got it started and all this like fucking oil and shit came out. And then they were like, um, they gave me the keys and like, Mikey, you take it to the docks. And I was like, fuck, all right. This thing hasn't been started for two years. Got no rego on it. I'm awesome. My people, it's just got my license. And if your car's unregistered, you're supposed to take either have the paperwork that you had or take a trade plate. I didn't have either of those things. Oh God. Um, Manny, what he did was is that we were out of trade place because there was two other cars that had gone out. So he just goes to like the printer and like photocopies a fucking printout. I had an A4 sheet of paper of what the trade plate looked like but didn't actually have the plate. And he's like, take this. And then I took it and like stuck it to the windscreen with some <laughs> sticky tape. And the funniest part about it was is that the number plate didn't fit in the scanner. So it's like missing like two numbers <laughs> as well. It was so useless. And I'm like, this is like so stupid. It's just not going to work. I put my P plates up, drive out of the dealership, 
take a right with two other cars. And then as soon as I turn right, there's a breathalyzer. Oh, no. And then, oh. like, these cops are, like, waving, like, the two cars in front of me that I went out with. Um, both of those got pulled over and then there wasn't enough cops to pull me over. Then I'm like, drive around. The cops look at me. I got the top down. I look at like one of the cops in the eye. They see my printout of my fucking <laughs> trade plate stuck to my windscreen. And I was like, ah, and I just like drove off because I couldn't hear them say anything. And I felt like one of them yelled at me, but I couldn't hear them because like yeah, over yeah. the noise of the engine. Yeah. And I drove onto the freeway. I'm like, oh fuck, like, I'm not sure if I was supposed to pull over then or whatever I drive onto the freeway entry ramp and the car just dies oh, I was like no. oh fuck and I was like I've probably done something really bad here I reckon I was supposed to pull over back there and then I call up Manny I'm like Manny the car's died I need the jumper pack and he goes okay comes down with a fucking wide-bodied 458 Ferrari that we just <laughs> got in he's got like the jumper pack in there there are all these people <laughs> sitting there on the freeway entry ramp also trying to go on are watching <laughs> Manny like drive up and cause the battery on the, um, the Ferrari I'm pretty sure was in the front as well. It's the same as the Porsche. So like he drives this, um, Ferrari like down the entry ramp of the freeway, does a U-turn up the thing and like does nose to nose with this Porsche. <laughs> Everyone looking is looking at this wide body Ferrari jumpstart this old Porsche. And then he reverses and like, basically, yeah, we just drive off and finally get it to the docks. And I was like, I was just like, a day in the life of that job. It was yeah. just like, yeah. just uh, one thing. It, it was like life. organized chaos. Mm. Like, although it was like all it over. Worked. The, yeah. 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 So you, oh, you know, like, as, like, although it was all over the place, it still was organized all over the place. Yeah. Like, there was, was, was a lot to do every yeah. day. Yeah. It was more so just like, yeah, whatever you had to do. Like, just figure out a way to do it. Like, yeah. there was no, like, you have to do it like this and this and you're not allowed to do this. It was just very much so. Use your initiative. I trust you and go out and figure out a way to do it, which is so important because especially, like, now that, you know, we all sort of have our own business and, like, trying to run the YouTube channels and sort of more or less doing our own thing yeah. Um, in that regard and, and as a creative as well, even if you don't run your own business, just being a creative person, you have to – figure out how to get from A to B. Like there's no right way of rule book, but like no. you have to use your initiative and it's like. No one's going to do it for you. Like if yeah. you've got a photo shoot coming up with a car. <clears throat> yeah. It's like, okay, where's the location? What's the lighting? Like what lens am I going to use? Who Whose car am I going to get? Like yeah, yeah. so much you have to figure out. Like, but how do you do that? No one teaches you how to do that. you got to figure it out for yourself. That's right. And like so, you – but the more that you do it, the best way to learn is like being hands-on. I always think it's the best way to learn. Like by fucking up, you make your mistakes, you go out and you figure it out. And, and like every time that you do that and you just throw yourself in the deep end, you will learn a bunch of shit because you will make a lot of mistakes. But every time you do that, you'll learn like depending on how bad the mistake was, mm. never to do that again. Yeah. Like, for example, buying a minivan in Europe, yeah. I'll probably get it looked at first yeah. because we accidentally bought a rusted minivan that couldn't get registered at all. I got conned into one because we didn't look underneath. So, yeah, yeah. probably a big uh, big learning curve there. Yeah, it's fine though. It's yeah. um, like we say, we just sort of paid $1,000 for a course on how to not buy a car. Because yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we lost $1,000. We yeah. lost $1,000 buying this car that was from Vienna 
that was in Germany and we're trying to get it registered into the Netherlands. And obviously we learned so much through that. We ended up having to sell the car for a thousand dollars less, but instead of looking at uh, as instead of looking at it as like, Oh fuck, we just lost a thousand dollars. We yeah. both looked at it as like, we just bought an online course <laughs> Called how to buy a car in Europe, and it was a thousand dollars. And it was a thousand dollars. Because think about yeah. how much we learned from that. Yeah, we, we did. learned all the like roadworthy equivalents. Like what was it? Oh, now I forgot the APK. Yeah, APK. Like, yeah, all these different things you learn just RP by car. Yeah. <laughs> any Dutch listeners. <laughs> yeah, legit. The gato, the gato. Yeah, we learned so much there. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. Like you only learn that by throwing yourself in. Like no one's like, when would you ever? But like, then at the same time, like when would you ever need to know that? But like. It's just life experience, really. It's just like you can go to Europe and like actually know what you're talking about if you want to go buy a car, mm. you know, over there or whatever. So it's like just things like that. It doesn't have to be exactly that. But when you go and just dive into something you have no idea about, it just helps to throw yourself as far into the deep end as possible and just see if you'll swim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's only two options. Yeah, exactly. Sink or swim. Sink or swim. Yep. There ain't no in between unless you're a fucking Unless shark. you like, sink. Wow. You sink all the way to the bottom and then buy the online course on how to breathe yeah. underwater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you have to have not drowned before you Prior to buying yeah. the course. So, it's yeah. actually the DLC, the uh, breathe underwater package. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you can finally breathe and then figure out a way to swim back up. Mm. That's actually how it works. That is exactly how it works in life. Pay for everything. <laughs> Radio between yeah. the frames podcast, everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's all for today's fun. No, yeah, no, make no. sure to like, comment, subscribe. No. But yeah, um, I'm trying to think of like any any like dumb stories that came from our time there as well. Yeah, what are some stories that you uh, have of something funny that you remember? You know what? The 9-11, the 993 Turbo. That, oh, yeah. That yep. we experienced. Yeah, that was fucked. What, what happened there? Um, so basically, <laughs> I don't even know how we managed to do this. I think Mike somehow like convinced, like with enough like persistence, convinced the general manager of um, our team to um, to host this event, right? Where we'll all take like uh, one of the cars from the showroom and we'll go drive to a location, hold basically like a mini car meet with like a whole bunch of supercars and then just, just drive around the city and then just go back, right? Oh my so God, it, was like it got a, so out of hand. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was fucked. So it was basically like a drive day, like a drive event. Um, and yeah, I, I still actually still can't believe that you actually convinced everyone that we could do it. That'd be a good idea. And we actually, <laughs> and we actually did it. <laughs> yeah. 18 year old me yeah. convincing everyone that I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll set up a car meet, which is also half photo shoot. And yeah. we'll take all the cars out. We took like eight cars out. Yeah, yeah. And then we invited another luxury like car, uh, car group or group, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, they came down. And then they also told everyone and we told everyone it was happening. So we had about 300 people what? like car spotting because oh, yeah, we we're yeah. going to bring like all these sick cars out and stuff. And so they, when we were driving out, there was like 300 people waiting outside yeah. the dealership on like getting us, like all, all of us getting cars out. And like, yeah, yeah. there was a good like 50, 60 cars lined up that outside Dutton's. Like, it was sick. It was wild. Yeah. It was actually a really cool day. Um, but yeah. But like going back to um, like, just figuring out which cars we should take, right? And, ba- and remember back in the day, this was when Mark and I, like, we didn't, like, we we loved cars, but we didn't really understand the exact, like, nuance of some of these cars. So, like, yeah. we didn't really like, I mean, and to be honest, we hated Porsche. Yeah. Like, we did not like Porsche growing up, but, like, 
it's funnily enough now it's like one of our favorite brands. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's because we grew up with like the KN being released, which looks like the it was boxer. like the ugliest uh, KN yeah. ever. The Boxster, like the ugly shape of the Boxster. Yeah. Everyone yeah. was making fun of the 996. Yeah. Like, 996 just looked horrendous compared to all the- It wasn't even phones. our fault. Like we just grew up with a funny time with Porsche. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so we grew up with that, just disliking Porsches. And then all of a sudden- um, they're like trying to figure out, oh, like which cars should we take? Oh, like uh, one of the uh, salesperson took out a Aston Martin. Which one was it, was it again? The was GT. It? And then there was a Merchilago, a yeah, manual yeah. Merchilago. That was pretty sick. 675 LT, mm. a 996 GT3 RS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the 993 Turbo Porsche yeah, yeah. that was sitting there. Yeah. So, um, and the funny thing is because we didn't know much about the 993 Turbo or Porsches in general, um, because it is an older car. So it's an older Porsche, right? Um, and they were like, yeah, yeah. They're like handing out keys. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah, salesperson, you take this, you take that. And yeah, Mikey, yeah, you take this one, right? It's an old Porsche. And like, we're looking at it like, ah, fuck. <laughs> have to drive this shitty old Porsche. God damn it. Like, all right, fucking, I guess we'll cop it, right? It's like, yeah. like, it's fair enough, whatever. So, you know, put up our red P plates. <laughs> so fucked up. Put up our red P plates. And it's like, Oh, it's on uh, and fuel. It's like, yeah, Mikey, just go fucking put some fuel in it, yeah. And then, so we're driving to the fuel station, and we're like, we're like, we're in the car. It's like, it's and funny enough, it's green as well, so it just looks very like dated and just old man, just old man Porsche, right? Clarence, yeah. And I was like, go on, give it some. Yeah. And <laughs> so you finally actually rev it and like actually like push the car, and it fucking like it like it's it actually shook like shook us. Like the, how we, fast I it was. planted my foot yeah. and there was like a massive lag for like a second. And then I look at Le Mans and then we hear these turbos yeah. like start to spool up. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yeah, what the fuck is this? What the fuck? What the fuck's going on? Yeah. What the fuck? We get shot back into our seats. My lungs go into my ass. Yeah. I'm <laughs> just like your ass. Yeah. You oh, swallow my stomach. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just in the seat, like, what the fuck is going no, on? You're like an what eyeball going yeah. to your ball sack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my ball sack going to my eyes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I swap positions. <laughs> I fill up the fuel. And I've yeah. got scrotum eyes, and everyone in there is like, hey, look at him. He's got scrotum eyes. Scrotum eyes. Scrotum eyes. Like, no, yeah. no, Swiss. All right, reeling it back. I'm reeling it back. Yeah. Reels. Don't get me started on reels, man. TikTok fucking bullshit. Yeah, so we fill um, up this car and then me and Lamont start having the best time. And then since that moment, we've needed to know. I was like, oh, we got back and I was like, I need to know everything about this vehicle. I need to know everything about Porsches. Yeah. It's like the sleeper of the supercar sports car world is that if you're not into Porsches, it's because like you don't understand enough about yeah. the brand and what the car actually represents. And yeah. Ah, just, just, it's, ah, fuck. That was an amazing day. That was, yeah. that was genuinely an experience. Like, Good memory. Yeah. Yeah, a great all, memory. All drive, turbo, lightweight, fast as fuck, manual. Yeah. It's just fucking sick. That is yeah. a good story. I feel like, I mean, I obviously wasn't there, but I feel like I could imagine it exactly every time yeah. you tell it. I'm like, I can just hear the turbos falling up. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> was like, just, oh, it was unreal. Yeah. Like. The amount of pull on that machine, like literally like fell in love with the car yeah. as soon as it happened. And we you started know. just searching everything Porsche related. We started understanding everything about the brand. And we're like, ah, this is why people love these cars. This is why this car, like like Porsche just exists everywhere. Yeah. There's a reason why. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think from my knowledge of Porsches, like 
because I've driven a couple of them now, like through the photo shoots we've done. I think yeah. what stands out to me is um, the the design of them, like the actual. It's like it's like a little architecture like building. Yeah, like in the same way an architect designs a building, you can really see the attention to detail and the craftsmanship that goes into a yeah, Porsche. Absolutely, and like I, it just got me thinking. Actually, just then, what do you think is like the Porsche equivalent in the camera world? Leica. Reckon? Yeah. Reckon? Leica or Fuji, I reckon. <clears throat> because Why is that? I feel like with a Porsche, like people are pretty quick to hate. I've not, actually never used a, a Leica or, or a Fuji, but I would actually be interested in using some of them at some point um, because I feel like those cameras get overlooked pretty easily. Same with like a Porsche would get yeah. overlooked. Yeah. Um, but it's like if you once you experience it, I feel like then you have a full, like a better understanding. And then it's like sort of once you see the other side, if that makes sense. So I would love to actually use a Fuji or a Leica at some point because there is a lot of hype around those cameras, mm. but it's like, why they don't look like that, that amazing. Like their specs don't sound that amazing, but it's like, but I'm sure using it. And when you actually take the photos and the look you get from it and just everything yeah. like that, like, yeah, I'm sure they those two like style of cameras would be really interesting to use. Yeah, I remember I, I've only briefly used used a Fuji once. I can't exactly remember which like model number it was, but I believe the idea behind Fuji is that it has these things called like film recipes or like JPEG recipes. So every time you actually take a photo, um, it, like it almost automatically applies like a preset or like its own color profile into the photo, and it looks like a film photo. Um, that you can even go through and like edit yourself. So it's yeah. got like, that's like, I believe that's one of Fuji's main selling points, especially as of recent, because like vintage stuff is coming up more and more. Mm, so that's why, that's yeah. why um, there's a, I've seen like a big resurgence in the way like people have been like jumping on, oh, like I want to get Fuji cameras and stuff because they do um, film or take photos in a certain aesthetic that people are gravitating towards nowadays rather than the old, um, way of photography of like let's say even even back in the day like what like 2018 like social media instagram ph- photography which was basically dominated by sony as i reckon all the time right yeah it's like absolutely all, like night photos all that sort of stuff but nowadays people are moving on to that sort of vintage look that fuji gives so i think that's why fuji is definitely up and coming now yeah i agree i've seen i've seen a lot of videos about the uh x100v mm. i don't know if you guys have seen that it's like the prices have gone up so much since like all this. They're already well. expensive as well. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know how. I think it's around. I could be completely wrong, but I think it's around two thousand US for one of them now. Yeah. Um, I think also because uh, there was another one. I think Kendall or Kylie Jenner like bought one and started oh, yeah. doing like film photography with it, and then <laughs> everyone's like, "Oh my god, I want that camera!" Oh my god! Yeah, um, as soon as the Kardashians like do something yeah. like, related to anything, like. Just jump oh, on dude! It. It's oh, crazy. Imagine if the Kardashians bought our presets. And, <laughs> oh my god! How how much money you'd do you reckon you'd world make? hunger with the money? I reckon. I reckon you'd make like <laughs> at least fifty mil if they Probably. promoted your product. Well, I I shot. I used to shoot the cars for um the family that um did the sunglasses for the mm. Card- for the Kardashians. So I shot wow. all their cars, and yeah, like they were they were very well off. Like yeah. every like couple of months, the son would come into Dutton's with uh, not only a new car like that he had bought, like he would he would buy brand new cars from Ferrari 
or McLaren or whatever, but also come in to buy collector cars as well. Right. And he was like our age. Yeah. Like amazing. 18 or 19 or something like that. And yeah. 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 It's crazy. They promote your product. They were working directly with the Kardashians on their sunglasses line. So it's like as much as people want to like, like the love to hate and stuff, but look, man, a business is a business and yeah. that is fucking wild. Like yeah. the amount of money they were pulling in would have been just disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy yeah. how like one family, like the Kardashians brings in so much influence to the world. Like that's actually pretty crazy to think about. The duck lips Botox. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast and a whole nother pro- uh, program. Yes, website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I don't know where you're going. I'm with not furthering myself not, in this conversation. Not there anymore. <laughs> not allowing my brain to engage. Engage in that. Yeah. Section. What? So, yeah. Mister Adjudicator, do you have anything else you wanted to talk about on this? I podcast? don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> I mean, I I did want to bring it back to like the Dutton days and just like yeah. talk about like like any other random stories that we had. Like we definitely have a lot. I got a random story. That's Go what you it. want. Go for it. We did the um, I think it was the Christmas party or the end of financial year party, and we had like a good few months or whatever. Yeah, so we threw a party, mm-hmm. and this is like pretty early on where it was still like pretty family owned, and yeah. it was like a like a decent group. I was think thirty of us, and um. I'm not sure if anyone else has done this, but you go up to your mate who has a beer and you like go and like knock the top of it with the bottom of your beer and it fizzes up or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they have to like either scull it so they don't spill it or spill it all over themselves and everyone like points and laughs at them. Yeah, really That's the best. Yeah. So I, I decided to go do that and I uh, went up to like one of the salesmen who I was like mates with and then like did it, but I did it way too hard. <laughs> I did it way too hard. I just went like bang and slammed his drink out of his hand and I would look <laughs> like the biggest dickhead. So we were standing on like the car park, like it's like an indoor car park that you drive up into the dealership. Well, and like there we got lights, we got like a fog machine going on, we got music happening at DJs there. And it was almost like a movie scene where like, all the music stops and everyone looks oh, at you because no. I just looked like I just walked up to him and just fucking slammed his drink <laughs> out for no reason. Like, yeah, do it with like my bottle. His bottle smashes on the ground everywhere, oh, no. like a full beer as well. And he looks at me, he's like, Mike, what the fuck? What the fuck is that for? Why did you do that? And I'm like, no, well, I was trying to <laughs> stand there and explain myself. Tried to jump oh, my God. Thank God the accountant was so drunk that he like, that he started like, I don't know, he took all the, everyone looked at me, but he was so drunk. He took all the attention off me basically immediately and started like doing like these weird, <laughs> dude, like what, what, doing it, like working at your workplace, don't get really drunk at your work parties. Like if you have an underhive job and you get in, invited to like your work party, your Christmas party, do not get extremely drunk because you work <laughs> with these people. Yes. So if you get really, really drunk and do something stupid, that is what people are going to think of you <laughs> when they see you tomorrow or, yeah. next, or after the weekend. Yeah. All right. Or forever. Yeah. Well, literally yeah. Forever, yeah. Right? forever because this, yeah. is the yeah. this is the conversation. Exactly. So I slam this bottle, there's glass everywhere. All of a sudden the accountant <laughs> comes across and this dude's like, every, like every accountant, clean cut dude, like just, every day just sitting there, like doesn't really speak too much, just does the accounting. He's like necked 
half a bottle of whiskey or whatever. Oh God. And he's like sort of poured shots for everyone. So he's got a little bit left. He comes out all of a sudden he's like feeling so good. He's like dancing. He necks the rest of his drink. And then he just starts like just dancing real sexy and like grinding on like, um, I can't remember her name. I'm not going to name drop her, but like one of the other chicks that worked and did the oh paperwork upstairs God, no. starts. And this dude was like married. With kids. Oh my God. Oh, starts grinding. Oh no. That's rough. That's not good. So, yeah, don't get drunk at your work parties. I remember yeah, that. Lesson learned. Not going to name drop everyone. Holy shit. But um, <laughs> do not get drunk at your work parties and do something you regret. He yeah. probably doesn't remember. <laughs> probably not, to be honest. Like, yeah. He was just having a great time. Ah, whatever, each their own. He's right. like, you look close enough to my wife. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, alcohol oh. is... Uh, it's yeah. so bad for you, oh, man. man. It's not good. Like <laughs> it is not good. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> oh. I think that was before you guys were working it. Yeah, working I, there I with definitely me. was, that was not at the Christmas started. party. <laughs> no, I was not at the Christmas party. I was not. No, I actually wasn't. I wasn't no, even I wasn't working there. there. That is a brutal story. There you go. It's pretty funny. My mind. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, that that all was happening, and then I ended up going to get a, a broom and a. Like this, the pan or whatever, while everyone was like yelling at the accountant, yeah. getting upset at him. I'm like over there, like sweeping up all the glass <laughs> and shit. Just uh, being like, thank fuck no one really saw what I did. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds really me of the time where I was transferring files oh, and Liam comes yeah. up to me. I had my SD card Wait, let me in. Let me explain, right? <laughs> so we were. Wait, wait, about- sorry. I want to hear Mike's story first and I want to hear the explanation because oh, I think that would be more okay, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, because let me. He's gonna have a certain okay. Yeah, okay. This is this is my perspective. I'm chilling. I'm pretty sure we're in Toronto. I'm chilling on the couch there. I'm just transferring my files after a big photo shoot, and then like it's like halfway done, and all I have in this SD card reader, it would have looked like it was empty, but it just has a micro SD in there that I was transferring like some footage off, and I see. This big man come over, Liam Giuliano with his big feet, and he's like, yoinks out me. What? <laughs> he yoinks out my SD card reader. Like, he's like, oh, I need that. <laughs> I'm like, oi. I'm like, <laughs> like, I'd never got so mad at Liam. Like, literally halfway through the transfer, just yoinks. He yoinks out my SD reader. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like slightly laughing because I also found it really funny at the same time because I was imagining doing it to you and I would have got fucking decked. <laughs> but I was like, oi. And you're like, oi, were you transferring something? I'm like, yes, I was halfway through transferring something. That's my that's my uh, perspective. Right. Okay, well, Liam, explain. You know, it's actually, that's spot on exactly what happened. <laughs> Like that is true, but from my perspective, you had your hard drive plugged in on one side, yeah, and then you had an SD card in your SD card <laughs> slot, yeah, and then you also had that little one, like the SD micro SD card reader with a little micro SD card, which I didn't see. Yeah. So in my mind, you were just transferring from the SD card into the main hard drive, and I saw it. I saw it like going from like seven gig of twenty gigabytes transferring. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna like, I was in a funny mood. I was like, oh, I'm just going to go rip it out. Like, obviously it's not going to do anything because he's transferring from the SD card, but I'm going to go take the micro SD card reader just to like fuck with him and like make you go like, oh, what? But then realize that I wasn't, wasn't doing anything. Yeah. So I walk up and I see that uh, there's the micro SD card reader. I rip it out. I go, oh, yeah. 
and then I look at your screen and then, <laughs> and then it goes like error, like transfer files stopped. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And then I look at you looking at me like, what the fuck? Why then, the fuck would you do that? And then I realised I didn't even say anything. And I realised you're... In that moment, I was thinking, Mike has just seen me come up and rip this out of him. He doesn't know that I've done it as a joke. He doesn't know that I've, I thought that it was not. He just thinks I've ripped it out of him transfer. So I'm just like standing there like feeling so bad. I'm like, oh, oh fuck. There's nothing you can no, do right now. He's going to cop the roast. Oh, it's like, it's, it's the worst feeling. It's like when you fucking accidentally like step on someone's pet and like it yells. Oh, and like oh, everyone, yeah, you yeah. know when everyone, or like you accidentally like fucking knock over a little child and the parents are just like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, fuck. I've done that at the skate yeah. park. Yeah, like one of those skate park And like, I, I actually didn't even do anything. Like I was like ready to drop in and this other kid was on the other side from me, like <laughs> about to drop in. He's on his scooter and I'm like, yeah, I'm literally about to go. Then it says, sees he's see that he's going to go. And this is like a really, this is the biggest bowl at Canby, right? And I was like, this kid's like, he, he's like, it looks like he's like six or seven. Like, I don't know why. And his dad's just like over there sitting oh, on I his phone. Oh, I was there, bro. Were you there? Yeah. yeah. This is like- his dad's just sitting there on his phone. I'm yeah. like, dude, like this kid does not look like he's ready to drop <laughs> in. Like the Holy biggest shit. fucking bowl. Whatever. <laughs> I watched this. Right. And I'm like about to, I'm on the other side. So I watch him. He's about to go. I'm about to go. And I'm like, oh shit, I guess he's going to go. And then he's like halfway through like his drop in. And then he looks <laughs> up at me. <laughs> like, like have you seen, you remember, like, remember watching Looney Tunes and like, yeah, they're yeah. like standing there, about, like they're going to free fall and they're yeah, just yeah. standing there in midair and they look down and they look back at the camera and they blink twice. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. Fall down. <laughs> blink, blink. yeah. That's like literally what happened. The, this kid like is like about to go forward. <laughs> Looks up at me, sees that I'm about to go, then I stop, obviously. And then he literally just free falls, <laughs> like, like it's like a three meter drop. Yeah. Like, it's a big oh fucking bowl. Oh, my bolt. God. And just bang, like, like straight down, like flat on, like, luckily he had a helmet on, but oh it, like, definitely God. hit his chin yeah. and his, like, and his face and, like, just fell onto his scooter. And then, like, it's like when kids fall over, they, like, have a little bit of a delay. Yeah. And then they start crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I heard that and I'm like, oh, fuck. So I'm about to like go down. The dad gets up and he's like, did you push him? I'm like, what? Why? Like, it's not my fault. Like, why yeah. are you looking at me? Yeah. And then he like, he jumps down. He was all right. The kid was fine. Like, yeah, yeah. kids are just invincible yeah, at, like yeah, that, yeah. at that age. Yeah, they just yeah. somehow can just jump from Eureka Sky Deck and just yeah. be fine. <laughs> like, survive, yeah. Yeah. So he was fine. Like, obviously just, you know, in a bit of shock. But um, yeah. Uh, that was completely different to what you were saying. <laughs> I it's just wanted okay. to tell the story. No, no, it's a good yeah. story. I wasn't at yeah. fault. No, it's but I felt like feeling. I was. Yeah. I felt because yeah. I was like because you witnessed the whole thing. I witnessed happen. the whole thing, and I couldn't yeah. really do much. No, yeah, and like yeah. I don't want to pick up someone else's kid. Like in yeah, front of yeah, them, yeah. it's a bit weird. Like <laughs> yeah, I know, I know what you mean. It's it's just you feel so bad, and you're just like fuck. Like well, I can't do anything. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, that is rough. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of um when um I think I was. Like we were all there at your house um, and I think we were like changing rims or something on your W and like I was fucking like, this was at night as well and I was fucking ruined. But I was just like trying my best to like help out most I can. And then um, I remember like um, there was like, because you know how there's lights on top of your garage Mm. and like sometimes when you have the garage door open, it blocks it, right? Mm. Yeah, and I remember I was like, oh, there's, there's like no, there's like barely any light here. Why don't I just close the garage door to let some more light in, right? And I was like, as I was, um, 
as I like press the garage door to go close it, like both of you were like, wait, 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 so, so, so. like, and then like, I look at the garage door. It's like, it's like closing onto the wing. I'm like, holy fuck. So oh, I quickly fuck. pressed the, um, and like stopped it. It like, it didn't go in the wing. Luckily yeah. I was like, Oh, I was like, I'm so sorry, bro. I'm pretty yeah. tired, but I just want to make sure, you know, there was more, like, I'm just trying to help. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, just be careful next time. I'm like, fuck. I remember that. That, that one, that one, like, I remember that very clearly. I was like, fuck, I got to be careful. I got to. Um, with that shit. Yeah. It's one of yeah. those things that you just like, you're trying to be helpful, but you just make it yeah, worse. Make it worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do remember that specifically. Like, I'm sure that would have. Yeah. Felt I felt like, so bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's a worse feeling. Like, it's, it's bad. I remember it's like doing, it, just doing something to you as well. You were cooking rice and I'd never cooked rice before. Oh, yeah. and I just walk over to check. I'm trying to help. Yeah. And I walk over to Liam's rice and just take the lid off. And it just deflates and I just fuck the rice immediately. Yeah. And you're like, I'm like, my hand's on it. And you're like, no, 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 no. And I like lift it up and I'm like, it's already too late. Yeah. It's already too late. And I'm like holding the pan, looking at the land. I'm like, what? All the steam's just yeah. gone out. Yeah. And you're like, dude, you just fucking ruined the rice. And I'm like, what? No. Surely no. I'm like trying to fix the fucking deflated rice. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, it's all good, man. Just. Don't do it again. Because yeah. <laughs> like the way I cooked it was like, you know how you have to leave the lid on. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, like towards the end of cooking the rice, yeah. you just use the residual steam to exactly. cook it. Exactly. Yeah, Because yeah. otherwise like you essentially turn the saucepan into like a steam steamer. Yeah, yeah. And when you take the steam off, it literally just ruins it all because then there's no steam left yeah. to cook it. And yeah, I was just like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. But it was just too late. I couldn't communicate it fast enough. It was just one of those moments. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, it's like, it's just rice. So yeah, it doesn't matter. But, but I learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You That's learned. the thing. Like, it's so scary yeah. in your mind that I'm never going to walk over to someone's pots and pans again, just start lifting up yeah, shit yeah, yeah. or whatever. Like, you got to ask first. Speaking of scarring in the minds, I've got I've got something that I want to open up on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. I bought it today. It's pretty funny. It's right. pretty silly, but I just Go wanted to it. see what. I wanted to try this for the potty. It's pretty right. stupid. I'm curious to see what this is. All right. Oh, I have no idea. Um, I saw all this- I can think of is JZX100 parts. Because <laughs> I saw this package before and I thought it was like uh, an ice pack for something because it's wrapped in a towel. Um, it's like a it's like a thin rectangular box. I, like I have no idea what that is. Yeah, I bought this at the shops today. Pretty funny. Is it a game? I don't know. Open it. For anyone who can't see, it's just like a small rectangular box that I've wrapped in a tea towel so the boys can't see. That's exactly what I said. You want me to open it? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I literally said that, that before. Oh, okay. it just one. It is open. I open it. <laughs> oh. oh, my fuck. <laughs> Speaking of trauma. <laughs> fuck sake. Authentic Turkish delights. <laughs> That is trauma. I I didn't like Turkish delights to begin with. I never liked them, to be honest. I don't really get what the hype was. But since going to Turkey and getting robbed, I hate Turkish delights now. I hate them. You can know it. I don't even want to look at it. God you know what the damn problem it. Is I actually liked Turkish delight growing yeah. up. But now every time I look at this, I'm like, because we, we did get Turkish delight in Turkey, obviously. And um, this actually reminds me of like a little story as well. Yeah. I was there with like my bag full of Turkish delight. And then like these two little kids <laughs> come up to me, obviously. Like, and then they're like begging for some Turkish delights. I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. Like, I'm Please having, give me that Turkish delight. Yeah. I'm like, there's just like two little kids there. Right. And I'm like, okay, yeah, your kids like fine, whatever. Just have some, have some Turkish delight. Right. And then my mum comes over and she holds out her hand. I'm like, what the fuck? 
you oh, Turkish shit. delight as well? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, I, I guess, right? It's like, fuck, all right. It's like, I mean, like, granted, it's probably like three lira as well. It's like yeah. a couple of cents. Like, I'm like, okay, fine. Just I'm like, I just didn't expect her to also come up to me asking for Turkish delight. Yeah. And then it sort of also put, puts into perspective as well, just like, how uh, how rough they have it over oh, there. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. if you're yeah. a mother over there with children and you're asking for Turkish delight, like, yeah. man, that that's like, that is not good. It was rough. And that's the thing. Like we actually got stopped on the street um, the other day and um, by this guy called Rooker and he's a portrait photographer and he took photos of me and Liam, which is the first time we ever like did a, love, oh, like a cool. model photo shoot and we modeled together yeah. for his photos, which did was fun. Did you see them? Nah. He posted them on his Instagram. Oh, really? No, nah, I haven't cool. seen it. I was supposed to message yeah. him. But shout out to Rooker. Rooker. What's his photography page? Anyway, um, I was talking to him about like Turkey and because um, he he's told us that he went to Oakland and was carrying his camera, which he put like black tape over Canon and like the model and stuff because it's so rough out there. And he was carrying his camera in like a brown paper shopping bag. And anytime he saw like a cool street shot or portrait or whatever, he would shoot it like quickly and then put his camera back in the bag because, you know, right, yeah. obviously it's just dangerous as fuck. And it's the same with uh, with Turkey and Istanbul, which is well, it literally happened to us. We did get robbed, and it is really dangerous there. We heard gunshots going off, and yeah, there's a lot of poverty. There's also a lot of rich. There's a lot of everything. It's one of the most densely populated cities in the world, yep. and which means there is so much to photograph. So as street photographers, it is a really you really have to be in it um, to capture it, yep. which is what we were trying to do. Um, unfortunately, yeah, the trip came to a, a bit of a shorter end than we wanted it to be. Um, but I really one day would love to go back and try it again and do it a bit more like safer in some regard, yeah. or, like get a bit more security for our gear or however we're supposed to do it. But yeah, just be a bit more prepared for the, um, just for our safety. Yeah. Exactly. But at the same time, like that's, that's what's so awesome about like street photography. And that's what really. I'm really, I get gravitated a lot towards that style of photography where it's just like rough and it's pretty hardcore. It's not like, not just like your average walking around the streets. Like you're really capturing, you know, the roughness of the city and stuff. And it's like yeah. in those photos, you can see it translates, yeah. you know, to how hard people have it there. And photography is like sort of like documenting that sort of stuff. It's an interesting sort of job because the photo is going to elicit a lot of emotions for a lot of different people depending on who's seeing it or what you're actually photographing. Yeah. There's a really famous um, war photographer called James Nartway, which I remember um, researching when I was in school and he literally would go out to like, you know, some really hardcore places of the world that were in a lot of warfare and he would photograph like, you know, really fucked up things like kids holding RPGs and like, or kids like even playing off like the tanks and stuff. Like that's their yeah, playground. Yeah. It's like, it's so it's like so diverse what you can do with your photography. There's yeah, so many different avenues insane. you can go down. So like, yeah, I'm really I I am sort of really interested to like, yeah, that sort of side of photography where like you photograph, and you're getting the behind the scenes, or like you're not even really getting behind the like you're in the first person action of it, and you're yeah. like documenting that. That sort of interests me as well. Yeah, yeah. But, um, that like I think yeah. going back to like that type of street photography as well. Sometimes like. I don't know, as photographers, you get caught up with composition so much and trying to find like in this quote unquote aesthetically pleasing shot yeah. that you forget to actually take photos of what's actually happening around you rather yeah. than like, like, cause you know, like 
um, us as Melbourne street photographers, like it's fun taking photos of trams. You get like the, cool, <laughs> you get the cool rails and like all the symmetry that comes along with it. But what the fuck even is a tram? It's just a mode of transport yeah. sitting yeah. on some rails. Like, is that, is that really what, like, is that really like that fun to look at aside from the fact that it's aesthetically pleasing? Like, yeah. why not capture something that's actually happening in the moment where maybe you have like a group of friends doing a really fun activity or something. You can yeah. maybe try and capture that actual vibe that they're yeah. experiencing. Or like maybe you have someone who's in a bad place, like dealing with their emotions, like sitting on the ground, like, like imagine capturing that instead and like um, people can look at it and maybe figure out a way to piece together their own narrative based on their experiences yeah. and like, um, and understand, like try to understand that photo um, with, and like, yeah, use their eyes to like, view it it's just like it's just interesting to think about like that's definitely something that i'm trying more to understand it's like it's not all about composition and there's a lot of story yeah Yeah. behind it all and like sorry excuse me um that's what's really interesting sometimes about photography is that your photo can be interpreted so many different ways and someone like the viewer gets to make up the story of what you know, what could be happening there. I watched this um, like little mini series recently of this guy who used to be homeless, but now, um, you know, he's found a good place for himself and he makes, he goes to like around New York um, specifically in this series. He was going to like the underground, like um, train tunnels. Yeah. Where the train tunnels were and stuff. Yeah. And there's like a whole group of like type of, I think they're, I can't remember what the name of them was called. But there, yeah, there's a type like there's some people who lived down there, and he photo, um, was documenting this one dude who found like an old sewage hatch which has been like decommissioned or whatever, and that was like right. his house. Like he had converted into his house. He tapped. He was an ex electrician um, from somewhere from Brazil who'd come over to America um, and tapped into like the networks line or whatever. Oh, so he got cool. his own electricity, ran free, it back. Yeah. And he had a computer in there that he had found and fixed up with hard drives, keyboard, wow. like full on like little den for himself. That's crazy. Um, so cyberpunk, like watchdogs. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. But like he just documented sort of that. And it's just like, there's just so much out there that you can shoot and go for. And I don't know, like it's so diverse and it's just, there's just, you just simply don't have enough time on this planet to document it all. No, no that's why but, it's good to do what you want to yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's just even like little certain things. Like I remember you, we talked about this briefly, like don't listen to like little fucking stupid rules. Like don't listen to like little rules that just tell you like, oh, you can't. And like, yeah. oh, you know, you have to like, can't follow like every single rule like no, even if it's no. metaphorically or physically like it's from jordan jordan peterson yeah like um he talks about it a lot uh, yeah it, what he says is pretty much don't listen or don't follow stupid rules or dumb rules yeah, yeah. like obviously there's certain rules in society that need to be here to have the order of society so people don't just go around shooting each other no of yeah, course yeah. but yeah. like if there's a like a little fence there yeah. and says trespassers will be prosecuted, but you just want to walk over there to take a dope photo, come on. Come on, man. Like, yeah, I agree come with that. On. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, we're there taking a photo. Like You're on Earth. You're on planet Earth. What do you mean? Like, I was saying to you the other day. Like, yeah, we're not doing anything wrong. Not You're not trying to vandalize. Yeah, yeah. You're not trying to break an enter. No. Like, that's a different story. Like, Don't listen to dumb rules. Exactly. And you can even take that, like, metaphorically as well. Like, you know, with photography – you don't have to follow 
every rule. There even really is no like that many rules. But like going back to what you were saying about aesthetic shots, the only reason we want to do that and shoot aesthetic things is because of Instagram, really. Yeah, that's you true. know like that's what really fucked it for everything. Like the only shoot we only like shooting trams and buildings and because we know it does well on Instagram. Like I may not actually genuinely love doing that all the time, but I know that's just like going to be a dope shot mm. for that yeah. platform. Yeah, yeah. But necessarily what, what is it that actually has more of a story? What can I actually shoot that has that if someone was like, you know, someone was to look at this picture, there is just so much more story in it. Like rather than, yeah, just a fucking piece like of public sim- transport. Symmetry or like, Oh, I need to have this rule. Of, yeah. I hundred percent agree. Yeah, I think that's, what we're all realizing in this new way, like new perspective that we're thinking about photography. Mm, like it's not, it doesn't have to be perfectly centered and perfectly framed and in focus and no motion blur. Like all the imperfections is actually what tells a story. Cause like we as humans are imperfect, which is what gives us our individuality. So like even like going back to that um, about uh, not necessarily having the most amazing composition, but more so focusing on, telling a story through your photos. Yeah. Me and Lamont, we were shopping the other day. Remember when we were on Chapel Street shopping? There yeah. was this fucking amazing street photo. I should have taken a photo on my iPhone, but mm-hmm. just one of those moments where you don't commit to it and you just walk past and you're yeah. like, nah, nah. Enjoy the moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of, yeah, capture it with your eyes. But if I had my camera, I would have shot it. But it was this guy. I'm not sure if he was homeless or just like, in a really bad spot, like he was very roughed up, oh, just yeah, like, that. Yeah. and he was just on the floor on his hands and knees looking like in the middle of the walkway mm-hmm. and there was a bunch of lottery tickets that had all been scratched up and he was just looking at them all and he looked just devastated. And I was like, wow, there is so much story going yeah. on. Like, obviously I felt so bad for him, but I was also like, this is a story that I'd love other people to see because yeah, yeah, yeah. it, was, it was just amazing. It was crazy to see because like, like what, what would have this person had to experience to get to this point where he has a whole bunch of lottery tickets in front of him and he's just kneeling on the ground yeah. in public? Like, I'm just like, damn, like you got to be like going through something to, yeah, it's pretty to, rough to do that. And it's like, it'll be, it, w- it would have been cool to capture that moment because that would have been his story that we could have seen. I would have said Trudy. Yeah. 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 Like photographers and creatives. Like, I think it's, like you could obviously think of it as like, oh, why would you take a photo of this guy? Like, I think that would be naive to think about it like that. As like, oh, you shouldn't take photos of him. He's clearly in a bad place. But I think what we actually should do is use our skills as street photographers who can capture this emotion and tell this story. Like, it's our so, duty to yeah. photograph this stuff and and to document and document it so other people can see it for years and years to go on. Well, it's like you know, it's easy. It's easy to hate a face and not a brand. So like someone could look at you and be like, oh, why are you doing that? But then not look at the entire news corporation and be like, well, who the fuck is documenting every th- all the other bad shit that happens in the on, on our earth? Like there's bad shit that happens everywhere. There's stories that happen everywhere. Like, but they're always at some point has to be like, even back in the day before there were even were cameras, someone had to paint it. Someone had to write it down. Like, even though it may not have been like nice to do, but like it's good to document these things for, you know, to, to look at or to create your own story or just, I don't know, whatever it, whatever it needs to be. Like yeah, there so- needs to be someone behind a camera to, to photograph or to document or to film or whatever it may be. Like even if they're not like the nicest things in the world, but they still get documented. Yeah, like, it's, it's it, a neutral emotion towards it. 
Yeah, I guess. And when you're doing it. Because I think it'll be good as well for other people to see it and be able to empathize. Empathize? Is that the correct word? Yeah, empathize with the situation. Like, because once you've documented it and you're presenting it to the world, other people can look at it and be like, oh, like they, they create their own narrative on what they think that person's going through. And they're like, oh, damn, like that sucks that he's going through that. I hope that um, myself or none of my friends and family or loved ones will ever have to um, come across this situation or like even it could inspire people. It's like, oh, what can I do to to make sure that more of this doesn't exist? Like how can I um, provide to my community and make other people's lives better, not just for myself as well? Like it could be a point of inspiration. It could be a point of a lot of things and like people can take what they want from it and just like empathize with the situation. I think that's also one of the big things about street photography because every time I go through like photography books or like look through and see these photos, that's usually what I'm thinking at least. I'm like, oh damn, like these photos are insane because of how much story they tell and like how it connects us to the real world. So that's that's usually what I think about when I see some of those photos. So I hope that in the future or like moving forward, I can take photos like that so other people can um, empathize and understand and be able to continue moving forward. There used to be a great page on Facebook called Humans in New York or yeah. Humans of oh, New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah. Humans of New York. Humans of New yeah. York, yeah, where a street photographer would go out and sit down with the person and basically write down like a little short story or like, yeah, of, of what, whatever they said to them. And then we'd take a picture like relating to the story that they told. So whether it was a good person or a bad, or like someone in a bad place or a good place or a family or someone, yeah, someone begging or whatever, mm-hmm. like they would sit down with them and get the story and then shoot. Just yeah. take a portrait of them. Yeah. 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 It's so like you, it's, um, it sort of reminds me of this gangstar lyric moment of truth. Um, you think of the exact lyrics. It's like, um, I know it's like you may not know the hardships. People don't speak up. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Like that's why it's good to step back and observe with truth. We all must meet our moment of truth. Yeah. So it's like we're all we're all going through something. Everyone's got something, but like you, you can't see that. Like if you just saw a portrait of a random person from Humans of New York, you could just look at them and make up your own story. But when you see like what he's documented about them, you're like, wow, like that's so terrible. Like all these, these things that this, well, you might be able to relate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's like always good to just, um, a with your photography, like try and tell that story. But then also when you just meet people in general, always like never judge or be like, Oh, this person's like got this, they're lucky. You'd never know what someone's going through. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Which is why I loved that series, um, yeah. Humans of New York, just really makes you think. Um, and it's so powerful, I reckon. Yeah, it was yeah, a really, he's true. a really good photographer. And just a really unique idea and a, a unique way to share your work. Yeah. A good way to mix like if you're interested in story writing or copywriting, storytelling, whatever, writing in general and photography. It was like a perfect mix of like, yeah. you know, yeah, it's true. both of those two arts. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Well, another existential crisis. (laughs) No, it's good. I think we're all uh, maturing as just like individuals and I can definitely see that within us as we talk, like the way we speak about things, our opinions. I feel like we're solidifying our opinions about things and actually 
doing things. Like actually not just saying like, I want to do this. We're actually focusing on more of the photography side of things like we've been speaking about. Yeah. Not worrying about am um, I like growing my YouTube and like getting more followers, but more so like, oh, I want to tell stories now. This is what I want to do, which is cool to see. Legit. Well, that's uh, what I was speaking to you about. Who are you? <laughs> we're so, we're close, so close here. <laughs> Who are you? We literally yeah. need a table yeah, 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 because, yeah. like, it's so funny to like yeah. <laughs> sit here and look at you guys. Yeah, I know. It's, it's good. It's um, fun though. I like yeah, this. Yeah. But I like this. Little I was now. speaking to Liam um, at the lifts the other day. To you. Yeah. You. Um, that like I don't want my YouTube to be like professionalism. Like I'm the best. Look at me. I'm gonna teach you oh, all these things no. or whatever. Like I really never wanted it to be like that. But maybe some videos have come across like that. But more or less, like, want my YouTube channel to be, like, just documenting what I'm figuring out. Yeah. And, like, yeah, you yeah. can see from when I started YouTube, like, almost five years ago now to, like, now you could probably, you know, see a good, like, amount of growth there, not only between, like, my work and probably my characteristics as well. And, like, probably just who you are as a yeah, person. Yeah, and I just yeah. want, like, I want to keep making YouTube videos like that just to see, like, the, you know, everlasting growth of like, yeah, just my photography journey and like character development as well. And that's like what I'm keen to like work more on is that I want my YouTube channel just to be more documenting my life and what I'm figuring out. And I'll share my tips as much as I can along the way um, instead of just trying to be like a Mr. Know-it-all and trying to stay on top and be like, oh, you know, I'm, this is how you like fucking – this is not how you do that. Like, I don't know. No so, one knows how to do it. There's a billion different ways to do it, just about everything in this exactly. world. Exactly. So. I'm just going to document, yeah. like, uh, my shift is just more going to be towards what this is the process that I'm, like, trying to do and what I'm figuring out, and this is what I'm going to document along the way, and anyone's welcome to watch. Yeah. 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 I think we were speaking about it before, me and Mike, when we got a bagel this morning. Yeah, nice. We were saying, um, how I lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? Uh, at the bagel shop. Routine. Oh, no, we're talking about uh, – oh, fuck. How, how did I lose my train of thought? Brain's a funny place. Yeah. Wait, no, we're at the bagel shop and we were talking about – what were you just talking about? Sorry. Um, how I, I want to document more of my own, like, okay, my own journey. Yeah, I forgot. Oh, no. Okay, I remembered. Yes. Go. As we were talking about how – like, obviously we've been talking about how we just want to focus on being an artist and being a photographer – I've actually been implementing that. Like I've my focus every day when I wake up, I'm like, I'm thinking about photo shoots now. I'm not trying to make YouTube videos. Yeah. And counterintuitively, it's so weird. I've just been making more YouTube videos and I've been feeling way better about them because all of a sudden I've just taken all this pressure off myself and I'm like, Oh, like I can actually make whatever content I want on YouTube. Like I, I want to make a video about this. And it's not, I'm not putting everything into that. I'm actually putting all my focus into my passion and where my heart is telling me, which is photography. And now I'm just like making these YouTube videos and I'm having fun with it and I'm inspired now. It's so funny it's how that so works. It's so funny like, how it works because like literally yeah. a few podcasts ago, you would have listened and we were like down in the dumps, like trying to figure it out. And the thing that we figured out to get to this stage is that we genuinely stopped caring about trying to make a YouTube video, whether as you just make one, if you feel like that's what you want to do, it's not, you're not, we're not putting the emphasis on trying to be YouTubers and making the videos. We're putting it on doing photo shoots and being photographers. Cause that's what we know how to do. Yeah. And the YouTube video is the background. Like that's what happens on the side, the camera, the vlog camera, whatever is an extension of what's happening, not the full focus. Yeah. And so when you stop caring about trying to make it work and you just make it work, that's when it works. Yeah. It's you know? so, but like, 
going back who to Dutton f- Garage. Who the fuck teaches you that? But that's the thing. Dutton. Going, going <laughs> Dutton's like that's, job. <laughs> that's what yeah. I learned working in such a high end place is that, and that's what I've forgotten until like literally <laughs> pretty much we now. Like now, yeah. when we went on that big Euro tour and stuff, and even through lockdown, you forget like. Like it honestly feels like a whole nother lifetime mm. ago, but now as the world starts to open up again and we're more active and there's more events happening, I remember that like you just have to make things work. You don't have to like, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be the best. You're not always going to be the best. Nothing in life is perfect. And as yeah. soon as you accept that and you just get on with it and about, you know, you just try and make it work to the best of your ability you give it your all, like Nonna says. Yep. And then like, you know, like our grandparents, just like, it doesn't matter if, you know, you, you fail or it does work. All that matters is that you give it 100% of your efforts. You know what I mean? Like you just give it the best like shot that you can because you know, you know if you're doing a shit job. Yeah. You know if you can put in more effort. You know the difference between you being exhausted and being lazy. You can yeah. you can fool other people, but you can't fool yourself. That's right. That's a yeah, and literally like my grandparents always said that it's like you know it doesn't matter if as my non knows like Mikael it doesn't matter if you win or you fail you just give it all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's good. Isn't that? Oh, you want to eat them a pasta? Yeah, <laughs> but no. no, it's so true. There's so much wisdom. Oh with, man, uh, my and nonnas. my grandpa. I was sitting down with him at Christmas, and I got him to tell me the story of how he came to Australia. Oh, that, oh my god, he was like, I was like, so how did you get here? And he was, oh, I come across from uh, Sicily, and I come down three months. He doesn't really speak good English, yeah. so I'll translate. He's like, he spends three months on this ship. And he made friends with this Ukrainian guy who spoke better Italian than him, he says. Like, what? It's like this Ukrainian dude um, originally came to Italy to start working and then the war happened. So like he learned Italian there to work because he was in better working conditions at the time for him in Italy. And then war happened there. So they went to Australia and he was on this boat as well. What That my nonno was on. That is amazing. And for three months, you're on this ship. And I was like, was it a good ship or a big ship? And he was like, yeah, big one, but it was not a good ship. Like this, it would have been like a rickety, like he genuinely did this. This is not like no, something yeah, yeah. you see in a movie. Yeah. Like he genuinely it did happened. this. And I was like, what was the ride like? Like, was it smooth? And he said it was very smooth up until, and he like would do like the movement with his hands. He said at some point there were some waves where he thought that was going to be it. Like, the boat didn't look like it was going to handle it and stuff. Like, yeah, I reckon some of those boats never made it. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Definitely. How, even to this day, like refugee boats, like, because it's obviously illegal. And like, yeah. You have to do it undercover. Like, yeah, you're gambling. It's a gamble. But it's a massive gamble to come here. Or yeah. To just be on a boat traveling overseas. Crazy. It's wild. So like, it's yeah. Crazy. Like, speak to your grandparents if they're still around. Like, they've, they've got a lot of stories as well. Like, you know, there's a lot of interesting stuff there. Like there's, they've lived, you know, like five times the life literally of us. So yeah. it's like yep. they got some stories. Especially during the World War, like as bad as it sounds, like they would have, they lived in terrible times, but the amount of stories that will come from it will be intense. Yeah. Exactly. Wisdom. Yeah, definitely. A lot of wisdom. Definitely a good thing to like just, have a chat with some older people and just actually mm. listen to what they have to say because they're not just old people. They're just fucking people like us, but they've just lived for longer. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, look at that old guy. Like, he doesn't know anything. Like, nah, they were 25 one day as well. 
yeah. just enjoying life. Like it's fine. Like, the reason why some old people don't say much is because when you get to a certain stage in life, they're probably like, you know what? It's just easier to say nothing and let people figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I cannot be fat. Yeah, yeah. That, that exactly. So stupid twenty-four year old deal. Exactly. So yeah. speak to your grandparents and you will probably learn something. Yeah, and actually exactly. listen to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, with that all said and done, yeah. Speaking about not speaking, damn, we spoke for a while. It's yeah. been an hour and twelve minutes. It's right, time for us Valentine. to stop speaking and for you guys to start thinking. Lincoln, yeah. start Don't taking come. some photos. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's all. Start like, taking get the some fuck photos. Out there. Okay, real quick life. before we wrap it up. Right. What is, uh, what's your next photo shoot? Next photo shoot, I'm shooting a 355 Ferrari in the Black Spur. Beautiful. Oh, that's going to be yeah. sick. Yeah, I think yeah, we're going to yeah, take some gonna other cars out as well. So yeah. a 993 Red 4S Carrera and a SLS Mercedes as well. Yeah. Also oh. red. So three red cars up oh, in the Black Spur, hopefully. Definitely bring the drone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Me? Um, nothing concrete yet because I am trying to look for a job. But um, <laughs> like probably probably with a model sometime soon. Just, um, I need to figure out specifics of like date and location and maybe what type of like idea or emotion that I want to capture. But yeah. that's the basic idea. Probably, I, I definitely want to shoot with the model soon. Awesome. Shoot yeah. some portraits. Yeah, basically it's portraits. Yeah. What about you? Awesome. Uh, mine is in two days. Got a portrait shoot with Priscilla, who's a model I've shot with heaps of times from Melbourne. And I'm going to go around like Brunswick area. Dope. And I want to get some nice. like, it's my first time ever shooting portraits on film. Sick. So, Which film? Cine Still 800T. With like yeah. the nice red halation. Yep. yep. Grungy night neon, like just real. Oh, I'm so keen to see yeah. those, man. That's Not even going to film a YouTube video on it. I'm literally just going to do a photo shoot. I'm going to force myself. Even though I think it'd be great content, I'm gonna force myself to just be a enjoy the <laughs> enjoy the shoot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, good call. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm doing. Sick, sounds dope. All right. Well, um, that is the end of this podcast, and um, you can go ahead and return this. Um, yeah. <laughs> like get a refund for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, no. We'll eat them. <laughs> yeah, we'll eat them. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, do all that sort of stuff. Um, we're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. I swear to God, though, if you're listening on iHeartRadio, you can just get in the bin. Yeah, um, yeah if you're listening to <laughs> iHeartRadio, go take a trip to Turkey or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't come back. How if you get yeah. robbed? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. iHeartRadio, just there's no other way to say it. Just leave. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, it's very <laughs> costing us money. So brutal. I don't know why we do this, but it's oh, it's the it's best. started off Stitcher, but then we they actually got rid of Stitcher. Hopefully, because they heard us roast yeah, it, so probably they yeah. got bullied into Who taking knows? it off. But then we had to we had to make fun of something, and so yeah, iHeartRadio yeah. is the next thing that wastes money. Yeah, so exactly. there you go. Um, there's there's that if you want to uh, listen to, and then uh, what else? Apple Podcasts. Make sure you give us five stars if you really like the podcast. Helps us out. Yep. If you have any questions, make sure to send them at Between the Frames Podcast at gmail.com. So that's any questions, any advice that you want us to answer and just about anything. It doesn't have to be always photography related, just like anything and we'll give our shit advice on it. Yes, any, yes. any topics you want us to speak about, we really want to hear what you have to say. We want, to, we want this podcast to be not just us talking, but also we want to hear what you, the listeners, want us to talk about as well. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. And also you can go check out our Discord as well, the Creative Society. There's also yeah. a section there that you can also um, give us podcast questions you want and with that said and done let's just uh 
Let's wrap it up, up and, there. Uh, head off. So uh, right. goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening. You Thank Catch you. you next time. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye. Bye.